Welcome to the Outside the Numbers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Outside the Numbers. My name is Arnav, and joining me today is Kishan. Today's episode is going to be fantasy-oriented. We'll start out by breaking down the Thursday night game, followed by a trust or bust segment, and we'll wrap up with a game of Would You Rather. Alright, so we'll start out with a recap of the Thursday night game, uh, Chargers versus Raiders, and as we all know, the Chargers were victorious. Uh, it was a 32-27 game. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of surprising to see the Chargers finally win uh, one possession game, you know? I mean, it really looked as though, you know, they really didn't want to win that game for most <laughs> of the game, but the Raiders, yeah, the Raiders just didn't want it either, you know? It was kind of like, who wanted it less? And, you know, with John Gruden's Raiders, they just coached a little bit better that way, so they made sure to stick with their losing streak here. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean it yeah. was it was hard to watch. Uh, and and yeah. if I'm being honest, like, yeah, you know the the Chargers and Raiders. I guess offensively they both did well, but defensively, not not a good game for either of them. I mean, look, offensively they were fine until like the fourth quarter, and then things looked real rough. You know, I mean, I think we can start off by talking about Marcus Mariota taking over for Derek Carr after Carr goes out with um what I believe is a left groin injury. Ah, yes, the left groin, uh, not the right groin. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, uh, left left groin injuries, it's uh, pretty common in, uh, you know, quarterbacks I these see. days. I, I was not aware, thank yeah. you. But Yeah, you know. I mean, look, you know what they say, if the left groin goes, you just, that's one of the toughest injuries to come back from. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, Derek Carr ain't going to be here this week. Marcus yeah, but, Mariota hey, hey, hey. starting all, another all week. All kidding aside... Yeah. You know, injury's bad. Sorry, Derek Carr. We love you. Yeah, we hope you're okay, Derek Carr. If you're listening to this, I don't think you are. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> All right, so anyways, getting back to Marcus Mariota. He actually looked pretty good in the first, you know, the first part of the game. Kind of, you know, that bad intercession near the end. But uh, overall, pretty solid performance. I mean, it's not so, hard to, like, yeah. be solid when... Your running back is Josh Jacobs. You hand the ball off half the time, and if you're not handing the ball off, you just like throw it to Waller. So, I mean, but yes, yes, I mean, he did do well. No, I mean, look, Marcus Mariota, like, uh, he he did actually pick up a few for like fourth downs. You know, like, I don't know, man, Josh Jacobs just was not getting those short yardage. Like, he wasn't good in short yardage in Thursday night. You Thanks. know, so they kept having to run it with Marcus and. He was doing pretty well. So, I don't know. What do you, what do you think his fantasy prospects are for, for next week against the Dolphins? Well, I mean, with Mariota, we know that he's you know a mobile quarterback, but I, I doubt that you're going to see the kind of rushing production you saw in this previous game. That's just, I don't know, chalk it up to the Chargers being the Chargers, I guess. Um, and as a passer, I mean, as long as he keeps feeding the ball to Darren Waller, as long as he can, you know, hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs, as a quarterback, he'll do fine. I think you can probably roll him out there, but I don't know. I I just feel a bit uneasy 
given the uncertainty there and the fact that we haven't, I mean, apart from last night, we really did not see Marcus Mariota do very well in Tennessee. And, and I, I don't know. I don't see that changing. Yeah, I mean, I can see it going either way, you know? I mean, the with the Raiders, they have a really good offensive line and, like, you know, weapons like Waller and Jacobs. So, I mean, you know, this is Dolphins defense. And we know that Brian Flores is, you know, he comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. He's mm-hmm. pretty... He's going he's gonna to have a pretty similar defense. And we know that the Raiders with Carr struggled against, you know, New England. So, I don't know. I don't really see how... Marcus Mariota is going to be much better just with like one week of reps. Well, well, you never know. I mean, I guess we can call this the Jalen Hurts effect, but maybe they surprise the Dolphins. And I mean, let's be real, that's probably not going to happen. But if it does happen, fantasy owners will be happy. But just given the fact that the Dolphins defense produces so many turnovers, yeah, I, I can't really tell you to start Mariota with a whole lot of confidence but on the off chance that this wasn't a fluke I guess you'll be happy yeah I mean I guess we could say that he has some pretty decent um you know he has some pretty decent upside to him he could be he could have a good game again so you know if you're if you're starting Carson Wentz for some reason you might you might want to upgrade to Marcus (laughs) Mariota yeah I think so yeah all right. Um, in that case, what about Darren Waller? You know, we saw him have another big game. He's had a few big games in a row now. He is he, a baller. Dewey, yeah. And you know, with uh fantasy playoffs in in full swing now, is he is he someone that can carry our team? Is he someone that we can trust? I I think that the answer to that question is going to be yes. Um, I know that he's been inconsistent, but he's on a hot streak. And looking at the matchups coming ahead, I don't think any of them scare me. Um, and in terms of, okay, I'll call this the, the bad quarterback effect. But when you have a backup in the game, traditionally, you're going to see that he's going to target the tight end. You know, he's going to hand the ball off, play it safe. Um, and in this case, when your tight end is a top five guy, um, I think Waller can, you know, will definitely have a safe floor and he should I mean, after this performance, he probably won a lot of fantasy owners their weeks, but he will probably continue to do so into the finals. Yeah, I mean, I think we can say that, you know, Mariota was, had a good connection with Waller um, against the Chargers. He can probably still continue having that connection moving forward. Um, yeah, I think, I'd say the only thing I'd be worried about is um, uh, just the fact that uh, Darren you know, Darren Waller didn't have a good game against New England. And like we said before, uh, Brian Flores is likely to do a lot of the same things as Bill Belichick did on defense. So maybe that's something there. But, you know, on the other hand, Raiders are actually pretty, you know, they they don't have a lot of receiving weapons right now. I mean, with the way Renfro went out, I think Rugg still has, like, COVID or he's in their protocol or something. So, you know, like, Waller is a reliable, like, he's one of the only reliable targets still on the Raiders. I mean, yeah, they, they're they really dropping like flies. I mean, did, did you see that Renfro hit? I mean, wow. That Man. did not look like he enjoyed that. 
Dude, I, I, I don't know how he got up from that. That was absolutely brutal. I hope he's okay. Yeah, man, sure. that looked brutal. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think for Waller, um, the opportunity is going to, you know, take precedence over any sort of bad matchup, and and I think the fact that there's nobody else to throw the ball to, you know, no matter what the Patriots do, I think. He's going to be their guy, and he has to perform because there's nobody else to do so. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's either Waller or Bust for the for the Raiders. Might still be a Bust, but I don't know. I'd say, you know, Waller's going to get you at least a few targets. He's got he's a solid tight end option, especially with all these like with all these unreliable tight ends out here. Yeah, you're really like, not going to think... bench Waller, right? Like. Yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe he won't be able to carry the squad the same way he did with Carr, but you know, he's definitely a solid option. You'd start him either. Like, there's no reason not to start him unless you have like Travis Kelsey or something. I don't know if you have both, but yeah, probably unlikely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about Justin Herbert on the other on the other team here. Um, Herbert's been he's been having a little rough patch, I'd say after starting out the season really well, but in this game, he definitely bounced back. And is this a sign of things to come, or was this just an anomaly and his bad streak's going to continue? Well, I mean, look, I think Herbert got a little bit off track when he cut his hair, you know? I think <laughs> that was giving him quite a bit of confidence. I, mean, I can't say that for a fact, but, you know, just from the way it looked, as soon as he cut that hair, it took a little dip, you know? Just a little dip. And I think, you know, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, but I'm not going to, I don't think so, you know? <laughs> but anyways, the point is, you know, he's got his confidence back, okay? Beat John Gruden, you know? He uh, he finally won a one-possession game. I don't know. This is, this is probably like the second time he's done that in his career. So, you know, I mean, yeah, who's he going up against next? Denver? Like, yeah, there's no way they can stop him. He's, he put up like 30 on them last time. Yeah, like he's gonna. It's... I think I'd say he's gonna have a big day if you have him on your fantasy team. You're you're in good shape. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I I actually do have him on one of my fantasy leagues. Um, but yeah, I I also agree. I don't think I I think we're gonna see early season Herbert come back. Uh, right when fantasy owners need him. Uh, so yeah, fire him up as a QB one every week. Yeah. I mean, especially with Eckler coming back, I mean, you know, he doesn't have to carry the offense anymore. He, uh, he has a little bit, you know, no one's going to just be playing a whole bunch of coverage on him. Like, he's going to have some favorable matchups now. He's going to be able to draw the linebackers and safeties in a little bit more. And, you know, he's a big he's a big play guy. So, you know, that, that just means that he's going to be able to rip off those 50-yard completions a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Although, it, it is interesting that, you know, despite... Uh, you know, him performing well. His top two guys, Keenan Allen and and Mike Williams, didn't really do the same. Yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen, I don't know. I don't think he's been healthy all season long, you know? So I don't think that really affects Herbert's performance. Like, have we really seen, like, how many games have we actually seen this year where Keenan Allen has played at 100% or not even 100%, just like 75% from start to finish. Yeah, those those games have been far and few between. But 
he has been putting up points for fantasy owners, um, and, and last night's game was certainly a letdown. But I think this speaks really to Herbert's excellence as a quarterback when you know, his top two targets weren't really much of a factor, yet they were still able to win the game, and he was still able to put up really good numbers. Uh, speaking of his you know, targets from last night, uh, one of the beneficiaries was Hunter Henry, who started out the season not so hot, um, and now he's starting to become more of that tight end one that we hoped. Uh, and obviously, given the, you know the situation at the tight end position, uh, you know we're hoping that he can be a consistent guy uh, in the finals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, Hunter Henry, like as as we see the number of wide receivers in the Chargers. That chart go down. Hunter Henry's production is just going up. You know, like he's he's basically all their wide receivers right now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. And and yeah, I mean, he was. I guess he was doing all right in PPR, but um, for for standard league guys, those touchdowns were really all that were saving them. Uh, so yeah, it's it's good to see Hunter Henry sort of starting to become that guy that we all hoped that he'd become, you know, injuries were plaguing him in his career, but finally he seems to be healthy this season. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see him get back on track. All right. It's time for trust or bust for Sunday's action. So, I mean, you know, big Seahawks fans here as we, well, I guess we haven't told anyone, have we? Hey, here we go. You guys now know that we are Seahawks fans. But uh, let's start with the Seahawks here. I think I I like Chris Carson this week. I think that like the Washington football team, yes, their you know, defensive line's great, but that I think that also means that the Seahawks are going to try going back to you know let Carson run the ball, Russell Wilson, you know throw the ball maybe 20, 30 times, not too many times, and keep that balance. And so, and and here's another thing, right? So this game isn't going to be super, like the, the Washington football team is not going to go away with the game. It's either going to be close or the Seahawks sort of take the lead, I think, because the football team does not have a good offense. And they are missing their arguably their best player, or second best player, I guess, in Antonio Gibson. So that offense is definitely not going to look great. But the Seahawks, on the other hand, there is no scenario in which Chris Carson gets great game scripted out. And so I definitely trust him this week. Wilson, on the other hand, I think people need to reevaluate him. Like, I think we're, you know, we're sort of used to Russell Wilson being an every week start, you know, top five quarterback. He's this great, great quarterback. But Seahawks seem to be, again, like trying to go back to Let's run the ball, let Russell Wilson do his thing afterwards. You know, sort of like that's not the primary focus. And so I think we can expect like 20 points a game from Russell Wilson. I don't think that's unrealistic. But against a tough Washington defense, temper your expectations. You're still you know, putting him out there as a quarterback one. But I guess because Chris Carson is a trust, that kind of makes Wilson a bust in my eyes. Yeah, I, I actually completely agree with you. I mean... Like, if we look at Russell Wilson against really good, you know, pass rush, like, defenses, he's he's not doing that well. And 
he has been game scripted out. I think another thing to consider is that right tackle, like Seahawks right tackle Brandon Shell is actually, you know, uh, I believe he's out for this week. I oh, think wow. that that yeah, so they might have to go down to like Chad Wheeler again. I'm pretty sure that he's like fourth on the depth chart or yeah, something like, for who right is tackle. Chad Wheeler, man. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I don't think he's gonna have a lot of time in the pocket. You know, gonna so, have to just scramble yeah, around just, and do stuff. Yeah, that might just be a Chris Carson game. And I think another thing that we got to consider is that you know recently, you know, teams have been playing Russell Wilson more because they don't really expect the run game too much. So you know that that gives Chris Carson um, plenty of opportunities to like kind of surprise the defense. Maybe get some big runs early on before they might want to adjust to them. Yeah, I mean, he's just looked like a beast. I mean, have you seen those runs he's had? He's just, you know, it reminds me of, he's almost like he's slightly smaller than Marshawn Lynch. And I honestly think, you know, when he's hitting people, it, it reminds me so much of him. So he's been looking great. I think you could trust him this week. Yeah. Now, okay, um... I think one thing we also have to consider, though, is that with Rashad Penny coming back and Carlos Hyde like being a solid option, they might want to limit his snaps a little bit. Like we saw against the Giants, he wasn't getting uh, like a ton of snaps. He still had good production, but he wasn't getting a ton of snaps. And then against the Jets, they kind of just took him out when they put the game away because they didn't want to risk him. So Donna, that might be something that to consider there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, let's let's go to uh, our next trust or bust. So, what's that going to be, Kishan? All right. So I know this might be a little bit of a hot take, but you know, as we all know, Ronald Jones is out this week with uh, I don't know. I mean, he got surgery, and I think he got corona from that, oh, or maybe man. he's in corona protocol. It's brutal. But either way, he's in a tough spot out there. You know, um. So anyways, Fournette's coming in, and he's had a few good games in the past. Like, he's had a couple of good games this season where he's found the end zone. But I don't know. I'm saying that Fournette this week is actually going to be a bust, and Tom Brady's a trust. Wait, 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 wait. You know, Just so we're clear, you're saying that the guy who has been suffering with Ronald Jones, you know, those two splitting, you know, you don't know who to start every week. Now we finally have a clear-cut starter, and you're saying he's a bust. I mean, listen, look, uh, he was a healthy scratch last week, okay? They got some good production from LaShawn McCoy once Ronald Jones got hurt. So I don't think it's going to be too crazy to think that, you know, we might still see the snaps get split a little bit between Fournette and LaShawn McCoy. And there's also Keyshawn Vaughn, who they drafted this year. So, yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. that's fair. So, yeah, what were you saying about Fournette? Yeah, so Fournette, you know, I don't... Like, I, I just don't see him getting a whole lot of carries. um, You know, like, against the Falcons, I think that this might be, you know, one of those high-scoring games. Like, because the Falcons have a pretty good offense. They've been putting up, like, points on the board. So I could see this turning into, you know, one of those shootout games where you don't really want to run the ball a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe Fournette doesn't get a whole lot of carries. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't think they're going to treat him like that, like, the real work horse back like the number one back i don't know if they're gonna put all that on his plate just yet so then would brady be a trust for you then 
Yeah, no, Brady's a trust for me. I mean, we've we've seen games where you know when they when he needs to score a lot of points, and the defense has some holes in it, he's been able to find those holes and get some big plays. I mean, like you know, we can't just forget when he was going against the Chargers, against the Panthers, and he had to make some big plays late in the game. Like he was able to make them, and they won those shootouts. So I don't think it's completely unreasonable to say. You know, against a team that's got like Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, they're probably gonna put a lot of points on the board. You know, Brady's probably gonna be able to put some points of his own. Yeah, that defense. Oh man, Falcons not look good this season. And yeah, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, shootout means that Brady's probably a trust for sure, for sure. All right, uh, let's move on to my next trust or bust. Uh, we're going to the Washington football team with scary Terry McLaurin. And hold up, dude. Hold up. Terry McLaurin, the Washington football team, who's going against what might be the worst pass defense that we've seen in NFL history in the Seattle Seahawks. I know, I know, but hear me out here, okay? I think, and and trust me, this is not just, you know, me, a Seahawks fan, hoping for the best. I, I truly believe that this Seahawks defense is starting to make a turn for the better. You, we've seen these last couple of weeks, you know, they've they've been doing really well. And sure, sure, it was, you know, against the Jets. But you have to commend them on some great performances. Now, with the I, Washington football I mean, look, team... I w- yeah, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, look, look I, I don't know. I mean, if we look at their last few games, like... Carson Wentz, who was in a struggling Eagles offense, put some points on the board. All right. And then, what, what was it? Against the New York Giants, Colt McCoy was making plays. I mean, like, sure, we, like, the Seahawks absolutely destroyed the Jets, but, you know, they're the Jets. They're trying to lose. Against teams, you know, like, Washington has everything to win this week. Okay. They have, they're leading the NFC East. They need this win. Uh, to get ahead and stay in the lead in the NFC East, like I don't, I don't know, I don't see them just putting up a sloppy game like the Jets did. Now, yes, there is certainly a lot on the line for Washington, but we have to consider. And and you were mentioning this earlier, man. Dwayne Haskins, nobody trusts Dwayne Haskins. I mean, their own coach does not trust Dwayne Haskins. So, you know, they're putting him out there out of necessity. I just. I I cannot trust that Washington offense. And, you know, let's look at the recent history. Terry McLaurin has been putting up bust after bust. And this is a really crucial time for fantasy owners. And, you know, you can't afford to have two, you know, two receptions, 24-yard type games. And I just feel like this offense might become a bit one-dimensional if, you know, given the fact that they don't have Antonio Gibson and if the Seahawks offense, which we know is going to put up a lot of points, they're going to have to keep up and they're going to have to throw. But I don't think Dwayne Haskins has it in him to get the ball to Terry McLaurin. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess if you really think about it, that's not too hot of a take. Because, like, earlier in the season, you know, as a Gary Terry fantasy owner myself, <laughs> earlier in the season, you know, he, uh, let's just say he wasn't one of my starts, you know, like. Over the season, he's had some good games, but early on with Dwayne Haskins, he wasn't doing too hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> I guess for your sake, he better, you know, prove me wrong. But yeah, I, I think he's he's the bust this week. All right, uh, let's now move on to our last truster bust with Kyler Murray. Is that right? Yeah, Kyler Murray, okay? I mean, look, I know ever since the Seahawks game, he got injured. He has been running the ball, and, you know, that's what's gotten him those massive 30-point games in the past. You know, he has been doing that recently. And I think that's mostly an effort by the Cardinals to try to preserve him, try to, you know, make sure that he doesn't get hurt. But, look, they're, they're on... They were in the playoff picture up until this week. Now, now they're on the outside looking in. They really need to win out if they want to make the playoffs. It's really crucial that they take every game seriously and they put their best foot forward from here on out. And I think because of that, Kyler Murray is going to have those huge rushing, like huge rushing yards and a lot of rushing attempts. And they're going to start leaning on his playmaking ability a little bit more once again. Yeah, and that, that's an important thing that you bring up about his running you know, ability. We know Kyler Murray, that's, you know, that's his thing. Ever since he sustained that shoulder injury against Seattle, we've definitely seen you know, his rush attempts being limited. He just hasn't, you know, hadn't really looked right on the field. Up until last week, in which he finally, you know, we could see vintage Kyler Murray, him scrambling around. You know, he had, I think, 47 rush yards in that previous game. And so looking forward, I think, like you rightfully mentioned, every game is on the line. So Kyler has to ball out if they want to make the playoffs. And yeah, I, as a Kyler Murray fantasy owner myself, I certainly hope that he's able to do that. Yeah, me too, you know? I mean, he puts up seven points for me one week and... Yeah, that, that's just not going to cut it, you know? But yeah, I mean, I think we also need to consider the fact that Kyler Murray isn't really... He's not a a, a type, the same type of runner that, like, Cam Newton is, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's really good at avoiding punishment. So even though the Cardinals haven't been giving him a rush attempts, I think that even if they do, he's probably not likely to sustain, like, any big hits or do anything that's going to scare them away from it. So if they're really serious about winning the game, I think that they're going to have to be like all in on Kyler Murray. And I think that Kyler Murray is not going to give them any reason to doubt making him run. Yeah, I mean, when you put it that way, it seems like Kyler's chances of busting is, is shorter than he is. All right, it is time to play Would You Rather. The rules are simple. We're going to look at ESPN's rankings for this week. Look at two players who are similarly ranked, and determine whether we agree, disagree, and ultimately, who we'd rather start. So let's take a look at the first one. Uh, We have Big Ben at the Bengals, or Jalen Hurts going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Kishan? Well, I really like Jalen Hurts, because over the last couple of weeks, he's given the Eagles the spark that they've been looking for. And against an Arizona defense that's much worse than the Saints defense, I think that he'll be able to continue this momentum. Okay. Uh, I definitely do agree. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been doing really well. The Saints defense were highly ranked. However, I do think that it's entirely possible that Jalen Hurts, you know, his performance might have been a fluke. 
and as a result, he may not actually do as well as we think. Big Ben, on the other hand, he is overdue for a bounce-back week, and I think against a weak Bengals defense, he can do it. All right, uh, for the next one, we have Drew Brees going up against Kansas City or Mitch Trubisky at Minnesota. Now, at first glance, I know that it's really tempting to say that Drew Brees and Kansas City might have a really high-scoring game, but to, we have to also consider that he's coming back after being out for a few weeks. And with Michael Thomas also out, I really like Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears, whose offense has been getting much better in recent weeks. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you once again. It's just so hard for me to start Mitch Trubisky, knowing the kind of player he's been over the course of his career. I also think that, like you mentioned, it is going to be a high-scoring game between the Saints and the Chiefs, and I just like Breeze's matchup there a lot better than Trubisky, and yeah, I mean, Breeze is just a better player, so I'm going to have to go with Breeze there. Uh, the next one, is, we're moving on to the running back position. We have David Johnson going up against Indianapolis, or James Conner, who is questionable, uh, and going up against the Bengals. Now, I I really like Connor in this matchup because for David Johnson to go against Indianapolis, who has a really tough run defense, and coupled with the fact that in recent weeks, the Steelers have been criticized for their run game, and they want to start getting back to that. So I think that they're going to try running the ball against the soft Bengals run defense. Okay, I, I actually have James Connor in many of my fantasy leagues. However... I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like either of these guys this week. I think Connor is on a downswing, and like you rightfully said, David Johnson has a really tough matchup this week. That being said, given the fact that Connor is questionable and has been dealing with injuries throughout this season, I think I'm going to trust David Johnson and the Texans' offense just a little more, uh, given the fact that they're probably going to score more points, and Connor is just not reliable right now. Okay, uh, moving on, we're going to talk about Jeff Wilson going up against Dallas or Leonard Fournette, who is facing the Atlanta Falcons. When I look at these matchups, I really think about the coaching matchup. And what I get from that is that the Dallas run defense has been atrocious in recent weeks. And I really trust Kyle Shanahan's ability to scheme up some big runs. And I think that Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to be able to have some big runs against the Dallas defense. And that's going to lead to him having a lot more fantasy points than he usually would. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree once again. It seems like we're just not on the same page here today. Um, I, Although I will have to agree with you on the fact that the Dallas run defense is atrocious. And so Jeff Wilson definitely will have you know, an opportunity to get some points. However, we can't overlook the fact that Ronald Jones is not going to be playing this game. So Fournette is supposed to be the starter. And given the fact that Atlanta's not good either, I think a starter versus a backup in Jeff Wilson will probably do a lot better. Now, yes, Jeff Wilson might vulture some goal line carries from Raheem Mostert, might get a touchdown or two there. 
I still have to go with the starter in this case. Alright, uh, now we will move on to Justin Jefferson. So we're going to talk in the wide receiver position. Uh, he'll be facing the Chicago Bears. Uh, and on the other hand, we have Marvin Jones, who is facing the Tennessee Titans. I really like Justin Jefferson in this matchup, but that's pretty much just for the fact that Matthew Stafford is coming off a pretty serious injury, and it was questionable whether or not he'd be starting for this game. I'm not sure whether or not we can trust him to play the entire game. That is certainly something to take a look at for fantasy owners. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Justin Jefferson is, first of all, just the better player. Uh, and he also has the higher ceiling. So if you're in a situation, fantasy owners, where you need a big week in order to make it to your finals, I would start Justin Jefferson. However, that being said, if you're clinging to a lead right now and you want to continue that, I would actually look towards Jones. He has been consistent. Remember, Kenny Galladay is the number one wide receiver in this offense, but he has been injured for quite some time now, and it looks like they're probably going to shut him down for the rest of the season. So Marvin Jones really is that number one option in Detroit. So he's been consistent, and I expect him to continue much of the same against the Titans. All right, uh, now Tyler Lockett. Uh, he's going up against Washington. Uh, or Deontay Johnson, who's going up against the Bengals. Well, I think that Deontay Johnson is just the much safer option. And if you look at the Seahawks versus the football team, the football team has a really good pass defense, and lately the Seahawks have been trying to get back to that classic run game that they do so well. And because of that, I think that Russell Wilson isn't going to have as many opportunities to get Lockett the big plays that's made him such a good fantasy option in the past. I see. Well, my answer here is going to be a little nuanced, like the previous one. You know, it's really hard to bench Tyler Lockett, given the fact that he has, you know, weeks where he wins fantasy owners that week. He has exceptional, explosive games. But along with that, he also has a lot of duds this season. So inconsistency is the name of the game for Tyler Lockett. Deontay Johnson, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. This guy is the definition of consistency. He gets at least 10 targets a game in almost all the games where he's healthy. So looking at the fact that the Bengals aren't very good on defense, Deontay Johnson should have a bounce back game. So for most fantasy owners, I think Deontay is the right choice. All right, uh, now we'll move on to the tight end position with Dallas Goddard against Arizona or Logan Thomas against Seattle. I really like Logan Thomas in this matchup, and that's just because the Eagles have been changing their offense with Jalen Hurts at the helm. Jalen Hurts is looking to run, and this has sparked a resurgence in the running game. And I think this means that the pass game and pass attempts is just going to be much more limited, and this could reduce the amount of red zone targets that Dallas Goddard gets. Absolutely. I am with you on that one. This offense seems to be pivoting towards uh, run-heavy looks. So, yeah, I'm also going to go with Logan Thomas here. Um, I definitely like his 
potential to score a lot more. Seattle's defense, as we all know, hasn't been the best. Yes, they seem to be potentially turning a corner, but I do think that Logan Thomas is the better play in this scenario. Um, Okay, so now we have Austin Hooper going up against the New York Giants, or Janu Smith, who's going up against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you know, I don't really like either of these guys, but if I had to pick one, I'd say Johnny Smith, just because Austin Hooper is coming off an injury and that they might want to limit him a little bit more. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, I, like you, I really hate these guys. I, I just, if you have either of these guys, what are you doing? You should pick someone else up. Seriously. Like, there's got to be a better option on the waiver wire. Uh, if I had to pick one, though, I'd say Austin Hooper, simply because of the fact that Jonu Smith, he's just way too touchdown dependent, A, and B, he has two other tight ends on that team that are trying, you're know, competing for uh, targets. And not to mention the fact that, you know, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis are the guys that run this Titans offense along with Derrick Henry. So Janu is just not going to have many targets, and it's just going to be that lucky touchdown, if it happens, that's going to save you there. So Austin Hooper all the way. Okay, now let's move on to defenses. So Seattle at the Washington football team, or the Browns at New York? Uh, In this matchup, I'm going to take Seattle. See, I think that... The Washington football team has been real depleted in the, over the last couple of weeks. Antonio Gibson's out. Alex Smith is out. And now they have Dwayne Haskins, who's been known to be really turnover prone. And the Seahawks are actually pretty good at forcing turnovers. So even if they give up a lot of yards, they'll be able to make those points back through their turnovers. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely like both of these defenses this week. However, I'm just going to go with the Browns here. Uh, for two reasons. Number one, look, the Giants, yes, it seemed like, you know, they were getting things going with their run game. That offense seemed to finally be putting things together. But I have no faith in Daniel Jones. I mean, he is the fumble god. And I think that, you know, that side of him is going to resurface, uh, given the fact that the Browns have incredible pass rush and their secondary is also very solid. So, I think Danny Dimes is going to start throwing dimes to that secondary and, you know, start fumbling all over the place. It's not going to look good for the Giants this week. Uh, But yeah, if you have either of these guys, I think they're good starts for this week for sure. Um, Okay, so the Patriots uh, going up against Miami or the Cardinals who are going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. I really like the Patriots in this matchup. Bill Belichick has shown that he's really good at game planning against rookie quarterbacks. And on the other hand, Jalen Hurts has given the Eagles a spark. So I would rather take the known commodity in Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback rather than the Cardinals, who have been a pretty good defense, against a really a team that has all this momentum going for them. Yeah, that was that was beautifully put. Um, I agree with you 100%. Cannot bet against Bill Belichick, especially against rookie quarterbacks. Um, I also think, you know, the Eagles-Cardinals game is going to be a high-scoring one. 
Um, and although the Patriots might lose the Miami game, I still think it's going to be a lot lower scoring. And, you know, people forget the Patriots, while they aren't definitely not a top five defense, they're still very good. And that translates into fantasy production. So definitely the Patriots in this scenario. All right. So that concludes this episode. So see ya and good night.